You're watching KCMI TV. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad you joined me today. And um, I want to talk to you about a subject that we perhaps don't think of this subject in the way that I want to approach it, but I want to talk about grace. And um, maybe we can just start with, with Romans chapter 5 and verse 20. This is just such a familiar verse on the subject of grace. It says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where, this is what I really want to uh, focus on, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And, um, you know, we're, we're living in a time where I think we all would say that sin is increasing exponentially. It's just, uh, it's just amazing what's even happened in the last three years. I really never thought really in my lifetime that I would see some of the things that the Bible has predicted prophetically that would come to pass. Um, and all of a sudden we're seeing it. We're just, we're literally astounded at the speed that sin has increased in the earth. And, and so with that, you know, we have a lot of prognosticators and, and prophetic people that are, you know, talking about all of the difficulties that are going to come upon us and upon the church. And we think, you know, we hear so much about persecution and are we going to lose our liberties? And, um, you know, is there going to be a, a one world government and, and all of these things and that it's going to be just a very uh, sober time to live in. And obviously, these things are going to happen. The Bible says they are going to happen. But uh, I, I personally am one of those that believe that the rapture is a reward for people who have served God, who have lived their tribulation, who have paid the price for all of those years that, that they didn't have to, but they did anyway. They, they did it out of choice. They served God because they loved him. And, you know, I, I'm not an expert on on prophecy in, in the end-time events. I don't claim to be, uh, but I, I just have a hard time believing that, that God is going to take the righteous remnant that has, that has suffered a lot. So many of you that are under the sound of my voice, you have endured so much over the years, and I think of all the things that, that I've been through in my life, and but we stood strong and we stayed the course and so i i just have a hard time believing that when the antichrist takes over and and all of these things there's no religious liberties and you got to take a mark to buy and sell and all those things i personally don't think we're going to be here but on the other hand if we are god will give us the grace to stand and so um that being said, I do believe that no matter what we go through, we can triumph. Now, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph and give us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. And, uh, you know, most of the time when we think about grace, we're thinking in terms of God's leniency towards us when we mess up. And, you know, there's there's been... Uh, a grace message that's been preached over the last several years. It's really a perversion of grace. It's basically, it's just, you can 
sin and and once you've given your heart to God, you know, you can just be lukewarm, but God's grace covers everything. And uh, I don't think it does. Um, I believe that, that God requires us to, to live in a, in a life of dedication and sacrifice. But uh, grace, you know, the grace that God gives people. And, and first of all, none of us, oh my, I know I would not be here today if it were not for the grace and the mercy of God. It's where God overlooks our faults because he sees the future that we're gonna walk in. And so uh, I'm, I'm thankful for grace, but I, I think that when you talk about grace and God's leniency towards us and you know God not just lowering the boom on us whenever we mess up, but he extends grace, I think that's a very small part of grace. And so um, I wanna I wanna just delve into that a little bit. Um, I think grace is so much more than just forgiveness of sin. And in First uh, Corinthians uh, chapter fifteen, uh, verses nine and ten, uh, Paul writes this, and he said, "For I am the least of the apostles." and that I'm not meet to be called, or I'm not right to be called an apostle. And he said, because I persecuted the church of God. And I think this probably haunted Paul. He, he I don't, I'm not sure he really ever got over what he had done before he got saved. And um, so he talks about that. But then verse 10, he says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. And once Paul got sick, I mean, this man surpassed everybody. And he was saying this. He said, listen, he said, I have done more than all the other apostles. But he said, it's really not I that did it. He said, but it's the grace of God, hallelujah, that was bestowed upon me. That's why I did this. And when you see men and women that have accomplished great things in God or in the process of doing that, none of us can ever take credit for something that God is doing. And, and, I look, and I've known great men over the years and I've watched them, and yet their accomplishments cannot be attributed to their own talent. But God, and Paul was saying this, he said, everything that I have done, he said, I have done it because of the grace of God. And so uh, thank God that grace is the forgiveness of sin, but I also believe this. Grace is God's power and ability for God to help us be who God wants us to be. So it's more than just forgiveness. It is an ability. It is a powering. It's the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost to do what God wants us to do. And Paul's writing to Timothy. He said, Timothy, my son, he said, be strong in the grace 
And he said, where is he? He said, it's in Christ Jesus. No wonder Paul wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Listen, there is no tribulation. There is no trial that you will ever go through that God cannot give you the grace. And you say, well, pastor, how do I get the grace? Romans 5 says this, verse 1 and 2, it says, by faith. We have access into this realm of grace, this supernatural ability that God gives us to be able to accomplish what God wants to accomplish through us. You will never be able to fulfill your destiny without the grace of God upon your life. And actually, one of the words for grace, when you look it up and you go through the etymology of this word in the Greek, it literally means favor. It means that you have to have God's favor on you for you to be who God has called you to be. And when you go back through the scriptures and you begin to read about the heroes of faith, and most of these are listed in, in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. But when you begin to read about these men that really affect the destiny uh, of a nation, and, and really implemented the eternal will of God in the earth. You can start with Noah. And it will say this. It says that when God got ready to destroy the earth, he did not destroy Noah. It said, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. What was that? God knew that for Noah, and, and, and when God put this call of God on his life, he's 500 years old. And God tells him, you know, you're going to have to endure tribulation, persecution, ridicule. And by the way, you're going to have to build a mammoth ark. He could not have done that if God had not given him a supernatural ability and power in order to accomplish it. And um, when you go back in you look at Joseph, and you look at all that Joseph endured. He's one of my heroes in the Old Testament. And the Bible says this, and Joseph found the grace of God. How did Joseph survive such difficulties of 13 years of being betrayed by family and brothers and being in prison and accused of rape and close to death and, and being put in a pit and sold like a wild animal and all of these things? How did he endure this? The grace of God. Grace is, it's, it's a supernatural endowment that when you're in such difficult moments and difficult times, hallelujah, that the grace of God is like a, it's like that coat that Joseph received from his natural father. God envelops you in this grace so that you'll be able in time to become the person that you need, God needs you to be. See, God needed Noah to sustain the human race. He needed Joseph to be the deliverer of his brethren and to bring Israel into a place of prophecy being fulfilled. Uh, when you think of Moses and all of the things that it did, it says this of Moses. It says, and Moses found grace in the eyes of God. 
for him to lead a rebellious group of people for 40 years. How did he do that? He found grace in the eyes of God. When you read in the book of Esther, and it talks about Esther here, you know, how did Esther accomplish this thing? Again, it says, and Esther found grace. You will never be able to do what God wants you to do without the grace of God, and you access it by faith. Um, Psalms 84 and 11 says, God will give grace to them that walk uprightly. And, and I want to encourage you. You know, a lot of times we feel like, well, what does it? Job said this. He said, what does it profit to be righteous? He says, it seems like the wicked even prosper more than, than I do. And he said, I've served the Lord. And even Job said, God said this about Job. He said, there's none like him. He hates evil and he loves me and he's perfect in all of his ways. And yet the Lord allowed there to be a, a breach in the hedge. And Job goes through all of that. And yet he survived it. How? Because God, even Job didn't realize it, God gave him grace. He was, God gives grace to the upright. And when you read in Luke chapter 2 and verse 40, and you, and you read about Jesus, it says this, Jesus grew and what? And the grace of God was upon him. Hallelujah. Again, what is grace? It's God's strength and ability. It's that supernatural addition. It's that, it's that intangible that you can't really describe and you can't see it and you can't taste it and you can't feel it. But oh, in that midst, hallelujah, of a valley or a battle with a giant, God wraps you up. And I can tell you this, that we are going to survive these last days. And not just survive, but we're going to triumph. Uh, I was reading this this morning in, uh, in Romans 11, 5, it says, Paul's talking to him. I said, there's still a remnant. And he said, you know why? Because of grace. I wanted to read out of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. Um, it says this, and God is able. Don't you love it when you hear that? God is able to what? To make all grace abound towards you. You know, when I think of abound, it's it's like, you know, a, a dog running quickly towards you or something. It's a speedy, it's a process, it's very quick. And he said, I can make grace come to you quickly that you will have all sufficiency in all things. In other words, he said, you will have the complete sufficient supply of everything that you need so that you can abound to every good work. That God, with his grace, hallelujah, gives you the ability. And uh, 
we're getting ready to have our Elijah conference, and, and I'm really feeling strong in my spirit that God is going in this conference, he's going to begin to release some new giftings and some new graces to people. And um, when, when I read of uh, Apostle Paul, uh, one of our favorite passages of scriptures in, in Romans chapter, or in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, He's talking about, he said, um, there was given to me, you know, a messenger of Satan, lest I be exalted above measure. And he said, I asked the Lord three times, God, will you cause this thing to leave me? And this is what Jesus said. In, in my Bible, it's in red. And Paul said, Jesus spoke to me and he said this, son, my grace is sufficient. In other words, it's effective. It's productive. It has the power. He said, it's sufficient for thee. That outside grace you will lack, but he said, what I'm giving you, even in the midst of your difficult walk, the grace of God. Oh, I hope right now. Hallelujah. That and so many of your lives, that so many of you are in such dire straits and difficult times. I just pray right now the grace of God. God opened up the heavens on you right now that the grace of the Lord, as Paul said, Lord, I can't make it. And the Lord said, son, my grace, hallelujah, is more than enough that he makes his grace to abound towards us. And in Acts chapter 4, verse 33, it's talking about the disciples, the apostles, and it said they had great power. You know why? It said because great grace was upon them. I want to I wanna encourage you, whether we go up in the rapture or whether we go through the tribulation, the grace of God will not fail us. You can't allow the enemy to get you so focused on the abounding of sin, and the abounding of the attack, that you forget that God said, hey, that looks like sin's out of control and it's triumphant and it's just increasing. He said, don't you know that where sin abounds? He said, my grace, Hallelujah. My grace, much more. How much more, hallelujah, can God do to those who believe in him? So I want to encourage you today. You're going to have to rely on the grace of God that, yes, there are times that we're out of measure. And we say, God, help us. And the Lord said, I will. There is a remnant that is existing today because of the grace of God. Well, God bless you. I'll see you next week. If uh, you don't have anywhere to go, Sunday for church, tune in at regenerationnashville.org, three o'clock, our time, and uh, you can be part of our service. Till I see you again, I love you. You have a great week. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. 
And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.